Where the blue of the night meets the gold of the day. Someone waits for... Wait a minute, folks. You ain't heard nothing yet. Hello, Al Jolson speaking. Al, this is Ken Carpenter at the Kraft Music Hall. You're supposed to be over here. Ladies and gentlemen, the Railroad Hour. Benny, the two-fisted, quick-triggered marksman who shoots from the hip and never misses. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to the Bing Crosby Show, the Al Jolson Show, and Gordon McRae's Railroad Hour. Tonight we have some fantastic shows for you. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. It is now 2019, and uh, this is just some wonderful performance we have tonight. We start off on the Bing Crosby show with his guest, Groucho Marx and Connie Haynes. And Groucho Marx, we know about him with uh, the Marx Brothers and all the wonderful things he did and the entertainment he gave us, and I love it when he's on the show. Connie Haynes, you may not know quite as well, but she had over 200 recordings that she'd made with the Harry James Orchestra and Tommy Dorsey Orchestra, often with Frank Sinatra. Uh, Her real name was... Yovonne Marie Antoinette Jazz <laughs> Jasmine. <laughs> anyway, uh, they decided better off to go with a shorter name, and so she ended up going with Connie Haynes. Uh, Harry James was the one that renamed her, and he said he asked her what her name was, and she told him, and he said, "You don't look like a Yovonne Marie Antoinette Jasmine to me." There would be no room on the marquee for me anyway. You look like a Connie to me, he said. And then she became, of course, Connie Haynes. She was on the Abbott and Costello radio show from 1942 to 1946 as their lead singer as well. Now, after you're entertained by the wonderful Bing Crosby and Groucho Marx and Connie Haynes, you get to go to Al Jolson's show where Al has as his guest, Peggy Lee, with, of course, Oscar Levant, that I just love. I love the high-quality sound we have on all of these shows, which is fantastic. Then closing out the night, we get to go to Gord- with Gordon McRae to the Railroad Hour with guests Jane Powell and Walter O'Keefe. Now, Jane Powell was a wonder- was, is... <laughs> A wonderful American singer, dancer, and actress who rose to fame in the mid-1940s. Now, what I remember her best in is Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. And she currently is still alive, lives in Oregon. She's 89 years old. And that is so cool to know that one of our folks in one of our radio shows is still alive as of 2019. Uh, So my dad's a couple years older than her. And uh, so Seven Brides for Seven Brothers... Love that film. My daughter and I love to watch it together. Just a very colorful, beautiful Technicolor film with um, wonderful dancing, singing. Uh, The dancing is fun because they tried to do as much of it as they could so it didn't look like dancing. 
so they tried to build it into the plot like they're chopping wood and that sort of thing uh, very entertaining show now the production value isn't as high as it could be at the same time Brigadoon was being shot and um, Brigadoon kept on going over budget so they kept on taking more of the studio's money and so they didn't have as much studio money to put into Seven Brides for Seven Brothers so it has a lot of painted backgrounds where they wanted to film it outdoors and where you'd have the true backgrounds but uh, not so much the case still just a fantastic film anyway if you haven't had a chance to watch it I would suggest watching that film and Jane Powell does a wonderful job in it beautiful singing voice now Walter O'Keefe here's what it says on Wikipedia which I thought was really cool it says he was an American songwriter actor syndicated columnist Broadway composer radio legend screenwriter music arranger and TV host what a incredible career his first film that he has credit for is from 1929 uh, the last thing I have credit for him is from 1956 I'm sure he was on some things after that as well uh, he passed away here in 1983 so a chance to spend some great time with Walter O'Keefe along with Jane Powell and of course Gordon McRae so I hope you enjoy all three of our shows oh, oh and the show tonight is called Sweethearts and uh, perfect for Valentine's Day so happy Valentine's Day hope you guys have a great Valentine's week and enjoy all of our shows I thought I'd slide this out to you while I could before we have another power outage we've been having them on and off all night we'll see if we can keep up with the shows this week or not uh, depends on how much snow we have here in the Northwest so enjoy and we'll see you next time when the blue of the night meets the gold of the day someone waits for me Welcome to you to Philco Radio Time, produced and transcribed in the Marine Memorial Theater at San Francisco, California, with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, Judd Collins for the mayors and Bing's guests, Groucho Marx, that sparkling, effervescent comedian, and Connie Haynes, that sparkling, effervescent songstress. And now, here's the sparkling and effervescent Bing Crosby. What's all this sparkling and effervescent, Ken? What are we, people or Alka-Seltzer? <laughs> well, I like to start out the program as frothy and foamy as possible. Froth and foam is not a bad idea. We'll have the only program on the network with a head on it. <laughs> Incidentally, uh, Bing, that's a very pretty head of you on the cover of the current Photoplay magazine. I saw the current Photoplay, Ken. Is, is that me under that big cowboy hat? Sure is. It's you and your four boys in cowboy outfits. <laughs> me and the four boys? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shows you how wrong you can be. I thought it was Gary Cooper and the Sons of the Pioneers. <laughs> Uh, I got news for you, Bub. It'll take more than a cowboy hat to make you look like Gary Cooper. Oh, Carpenter, you're a pistol tonight. Bang, bang. <laughs> anyway, Bing, you won the Photoplay Gold Medal Award again this year. I'd rather look like Gary Cooper. <laughs> but don't misunderstand me. I'm really very delighted to have been honored by the readers of the Photoplay magazine. Well, you should be. This is the fifth year in a row that you've won. Uh, what did you do with all those gold medals, Bing? Well, Dixie uh, made them into a belt for me. Is that nice? Pretty, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty stylish item just to hold your pants up. Doesn't hold them up. No? No. Medals are so heavy, every time I put the belt on, my pants drop to my knees. <laughs> well, you know, that's embarrassing, a big Paramount star like you appearing in shorts. Oh, don't worry, Ken. <laughs> 
Oh, you're incisive tonight, aren't you? <laughs> but don't you worry about that situation, Ken. When I feel my pants starting to drop, I drop with them. <laughs> Very interesting race to see which one of us hits the floor first. <laughs> now, I think we better hit a tune right in here. The rhythm airs have flown up from Los Angeles. They're circling overhead, ready to make a landing. John Scott Trotter's in the control tower, ready to give us the go-ahead, our selection. I've got my love to keep me warm. Close in. Will you, kids, with your new ensemble? Dresses, they look like an old snooker table. The snow is snowing and the wind is blowing, but I can weather the storm. What do I care how much it may storm? I've got my love to keep me warm. I can't remember a worse December. Just watch those icicles fall. What do I care if those icicles fall? I've got my love to keep me warm. Off with my overcoat, off with my glove. Don't need no overcoat, I'm burning with love. My heart's on fire, the flame grows. Are you all right? <laughs> I'll weather the storm. What do I care how much it may storm? I've got my love to keep me warm. Up with your overcoat. Up with your glove. Don't need no overcoat. I'm burning with love. My heart's on fire. The flame grows higher. So I will weather the storm. What do I care how much it may storm? I've got my love to keep me warm. Though the snow is snowing and the wind is blowing, I've got my love to keep me warm. Gang, very nice. Say, Bing, your voice sounds much better than last week. How'd you get rid of that terrible cold oh, you had? Oh, easy, Ken. I just didn't eat a thing for two days. You know, it's the same thing everybody else does. You didn't eat anything. No, feed a fever, starve a cold. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Bing, that's wrong. You're supposed to starve a fever and feed a cold. Mm -mm. Mm. Feed a fever, starve a cold. Oh, I'm sorry, you're dead wrong, Bing. Feed the fever, starve the cold. Well, what difference does it make? Anyway, my cold's gone. <laughs> well, that's right. Uh, how do you feel now? I've got a fever. <laughs> Well, Bing, if you've got a fever, you better starve it. Well, we both starve. You don't start feeding us some Philco's right into here. Oh, please, Bing, let's not mention Philco's now. Not mention Philco's? You lost your entire mind, son? <laughs> no, Bing, but every time I think of what's going on at our Philco dealers now, I start running a temperature. Oh. It's a fact, Bing. There's big news at Philco dealers all over the country. Really? They're giving away one of your records. You say giving it away? That's right. <laughs> it's a new long playing record with eight of your songs. Hmm. 
Not selling it, huh? <laughs> I knew this day would have to come. No, no, that's not the point, Bing. Folks, this is, really, this is red hot. With your purchase of a double tone-arm Philco radio phonograph console, your Philco dealer will include at no extra charge up to $25.65 worth of the sensational new long-playing records. Now, how's that for value? You've got a complete record library, up to 80 different selections, including eight complete Crosby classics, all on non-breakable records. You pay only the cost of the Philco console on convenient terms, and you save up to $25.65 cold cash on the records. So see your Philco dealer now. Don't miss this unbeatable combination of tone and quality, a library of long-playing records, plus the greatest advance in radio phonographs from Philco, the leader. As pert and as pretty a popular singer as there is anywhere has joined us here in San Francisco this evening. Recently arrived from a terrific trek through the theater in the nightclub circuit of the East, she's back in California to charm the local citizenry once again. It's a delight to dish up little Miss Connie Hayne. Thanks, Bing. On behalf of the city of San Francisco, Connie, let me welcome you. What are you going to sing for your friends old and new tonight, Connie? Well, how about a medley of my two recordings, You Made Me Love You and Darktown Strutter's Ball? Well, it's a little incongruous, but I think the way you're going to do it, it'll just simply fracture people. Uh, we await your pleasure. John Scott, give Miss Haynes an assist. Uh, I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah, 
Oh, wonderful, wonderful, Connie. <laughs> Time now to introduce one of the funniest comedians to ever romp across the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a great and hilarious pleasure to present Mr. Joe Frisco. <laughs> there must be some mistake. My name is Marx. Why, it can't be Groucho Marx. Why can't it be Groucho Marx? Is there a law against it? <laughs> no, not that I know of. Well, there should be. <laughs> you can't have every Tom, Dick, and Groucho going around saying he's Groucho Marx. <laughs> Joe Frisco happens to be at Mother Kelly's in Miami by a freak of booking. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I remember now. Frisco is in Florida. Really? I knew this weather up here was too good to be in California. <laughs> Incidentally, yes, Bing, Scott may Scott. I ask you a very personal question? Well, maybe. Bing, it's a matter of life or death. Gosh, what is it? Have you looked at your compact lately? <laughs> compact, Groucho, I don't carry a compact. I'm a man. How do you know? Have you looked at your <laughs> compact lately? <laughs> uh, no, but I sure will. <laughs> Groucho, it's nice to have you drop in us here in San Francisco. This city, you know, is replete with wonderful restaurants. Big seafood town, of course. Very popular, isn't it? I know. As soon as I arrived, I went down to Fisherman's Wharf to see a friend of mine selling lobsters named Charlie. Yeah? <laughs> I always wanted a lobster named Charlie, so I bought... <laughs> well, this is big news. I I'll, thought I'll... they'd get it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> this is really big news. I'll come up to your room later. We'll tear it apart. Oh. No, we won't. I didn't buy this lobster to eat. I'm going to wear it on my watch chain. You still carry an old-fashioned watch? Certainly not. I have a brand-new Elgin American wristwatch. Why do you carry a watch chain? That's a silly question. I've got to have something to dangle my lobster on. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly must say there's nothing more delicious than dangle lobster over gabardine. This lobster's alive, Bing. I use them for cracking walnuts and pinching old tomatoes in markets. <laughs> what about young tomatoes? Those I pinch myself. <laughs> I didn't know. But let's forget about Charlie. I heard your program last week and you claimed you had a bad cold. Well, I did have a little cold. Little cold? You sounded so raspy, I didn't give my Philco anything to eat for three days. <laughs> what a bum I make out of carpenter, huh? <laughs> That's the wrong maneuver, Groucho. You're supposed to feed a Philco and starve a fever. Don't tell me what to do. I'm the doctor here. You're a doctor? Certainly my card, sir. Charlie, hand him one. <laughs> That's quite a clever lobster you got there. You want him to read it for you, too? <laughs> you see, you're delirious. This is, this is more serious than I thought. Crosby, lay down. You've got to be operated on. Your tonsils have got to come out. <clears throat> Groucho, don't you be silly. How can you operate on me? You never had any medical experience? No medical experience? No. Why, for three years I ran the used car lot in the new Rexall drugstore. <laughs> Come on, let's get over to my clinic. Oh, now, will you stop pressing me, Groucho? Sorry, I don't do pressing, just clinic. <laughs> now, let's go. Get your hat and money. Now, just, just a minute. Now, hold everything, Groucho, and you too, Bing. Bing, I wouldn't do this if I were you. You keep out of this, Carpenter. I'll have my lobster pinch you right in the middle of your commercial. <laughs> Ken's right, Groucho. Supposing you snip my tonsils and I wind up a soprano. Well, bring her in and we'll wind her up together. 
Well, let's not dilly-dally or dilly-dilly either. I've got to get over to my clinic. I've got a beautiful new nurse, and I'm anxious to start operating. <laughs> I'll be seeing you, doctor. Get lucky in the rain <laughs> All my patients are insane <laughs> It's Jerry Colonna if it wasn't for the short mustache <laughs> Oh, nurse Yes, Dr. Mark So you're my nurse, Connie Haynes, eh? Uh-huh How do you like my little nurse's cap? Very cute And these white shoes? Just beautiful And isn't this new uniform attractive? Very pretty, now put it on <laughs> can't work in the doctor's office with those street clothes on Unless you want me to move out on the street And we may have to, a business doesn't pick up Now sterilize these instruments and while the water's boiling Drop this egg in there, I'm hungry Oh, fine Fine How did you ever happen to become a doctor? It's very simple, nice No one asked me to change network, so I switched to surgery <laughs> They got me just in time, too I was on my way to Calvert Nurse, sharpen this penicillin. There's never a sharp penicillin around here. <laughs> come in, come in. Dr. Marks, I presume. Not Dr. Livingston. <laughs> now, Crosby, lie down on this table. Nurse, prepare for surgery. Take the cards off the table. <laughs> I'll leave them there. <laughs> Charlie, take it easy with those claws. You'll need all your strength to snip out Crosby's tonsils. Yeah, now, wait a minute. You're not going to grab my tonsils with those saltwater pliers. Don't worry, Charlie's very capable. He used to be a ship's doctor on a live bait boat. <laughs> All right, nice. Let's administer the anesthetic. Yes, doctor. Is that the audience? <laughs> My first operation I hope I don't lay an egg huh? I'd rather you lay an egg Than take out Crosby's tonsils If I could lay eggs I wouldn't have to take out tonsils <laughs> You can get a dollar a dozen For eggs What can you get for tonsils? <laughs> nice hmm. I don't think we gave Crosby Enough ether hmm. Where am I? Lie down You're still on ABC <laughs> Give him some ether. There they go again. Look at Crosby's tonsils. Where? There. Well, I'll be done. Solid gold. Quick, my mind is capping my pick. Fortunately, I'm a miner, too. Here's your pick, doctor. Those are the biggest gold nuggets I've ever seen. I'd like to see his brother, Everett, get 10% of these. That goes for my brother, Gummo, too. Just look at these tonsils. This California community property law certainly covers everything. <laughs> it sure does. Look how they're marked. His and hers. <laughs> I'll have them out in a minute. And they're mine. All mine. All mine. You hear? Gold. 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 It's a good thing I'm an actor, too. <laughs> Here's one of them. Hold that bucket. Here's the other one. That must have been the one that sold so many copies of White Christmas. <laughs> hey, Crosby's coming out of the ether. Congratulations, Doctor. Give us nothing. 
Look, look, he's opening his eyes. He's opening his mouth. He's going to speak. Well, Bing, how do you feel? Fam. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I feel, I feel just fine. Oh, oh, yes, I really do. I, I just feel ever so peachy. And when the blue of the night I meet the boo 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 of the dawn. <laughs> Bing, what an improvement in your voice, huh? <laughs> Doctor, you know, I, I, I don't know how to thank you, and, uh, well, I do, really. Yes, I do know how, but I don't think I should. What's the matter, Bing? You just said you feel all right. Well, yes, I feel fine, but I, I'm scared almost into a snit uh, to, look, to look at my compact for fear I'm Hildegard. <laughs> isn't interesting, huh? I'll tell you what I'll do, Bing. I'll put your tonsils back, but on a royalty basis. This'll just take a second. I'll snap them right in. There, how do you feel now? Oh, much better, Groucho. I kind of like those lumps in my throat. Now, you can use those tonsils all you want, Bing, but every time you sing a song, you'll have to pay me a penny royalty, and let's sing a song right now. You mean together? Yes, fortunately, I happen to be a singer, too. <laughs> what do we sing? I'm tired of buttons and bows and slow boats and little birds. Let's sing an old song that nobody remembers, including us. That might be a wonderful idea. How about when it's nighttime in Little Italy? Oh, yes. You remember those little Italian lessons? scratching my back already. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> really? He got here early, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> That's extra. Remember those little Italian restaurants in New York where we used to eat back in the old days, Groucho, like uh, Nino and Nella's, where you could get a wonderful 65-cent dinner? <laughs> Why don't we hit the song, Groucho? Who's going to take the lead on this thing? Well, it, it just happens that I'm a leader, too, Well, Bing. don't I? Chitty bitty bee This is what you see In Singer sings a song so sweet. Let me get fat, the prima donna. She can sing, but she don't wanna. <laughs> There's music in the soup you eat. The soup you eat. The nice Italian girl brings wine. You drink red ink. She drinks. You think that, that your life's complete. The bass so deep sings you to sleep, and the tenor tries tries to reach the sky. He nearly dies. <laughs> and when they bring the cheese, the, the cheese, cheese it moves. <laughs> Really? This is an of cheese. Because... <laughs> Once you get around cheese, I'm home, huh? <laughs> Remove it, please. <laughs> Remove it, please. It's, it's so nice and sweet the macaroni, he's a-growing on the vine. You eat a lot of spaghetti and you drink Italian wine. The dinner costs you sixty and you slip the way to ten. And you say goodbye, it's Mr. Please, to call again. When they sing, 
Chitty bitty be, you leave your home and mother. Everybody drink and drink and love each other. When it's nighttime down, it's little Italy. Ticky Groucho. <laughs> that song, uh, that song sort of throws me a thought. Friends, you haven't really lived till you've listened to the biggest thrill in recorded music, the new long-playing record played by one of those great new Philco consoles. And right now, your Philco dealer is offering you a sensational opportunity to enjoy both at important savings. For a limited time only, you can get a whole record library, up to 80 different selections on long-playing records, at no extra cost when you buy a new double-tone arm Philco radio phonograph console. Man, what a money saver. You get up to $25.65 worth of the world's finest phonograph records included without charge. They're brand new with tone quality that's out of this world. And to top it all, they're non-breakable. Now, don't let this sensational offer get away from you. Those dollars saved make it more than ever worthwhile to get your Philco console now. Ask your dealer for a free demonstration. Convenient terms on all 1949 models, the finest radio phonographs money can buy from Philco, famous for quality the world over. This is the lullaby that seems to be quite popular at present. I've got a deck of disc out on it, and I feel reasonably certain I remember the words. It's about four to one because I got them right here on paper. <clears throat> Tara, tala. Play peekaboo with a star. Hush a bye, baby, when shadows creep. Dreamland is not very far. Just like the angel you are rock a baby Now you're asleep Just like the angel you are 
He was up in the stratosphere, wasn't oh, he? Wonderful. Yes, that's about it for now, friends. I want to thank Pat Patrick, better known as Ursel Twing, for playing me, Sans Tonsils. <laughs> Folks, I'd like to take just a second of your time now to mention something that you and your family should know about. Heart disease. Heart disease causes one out of every three deaths. One out of every three. And heart disease can only be controlled with the help of your dimes and your dollars. So give to your local heart campaign or to the American Heart Association, Box 500, New York City. Thanks and good night. Thank you very much. This program was produced and transcribed in San Francisco by Bill Morrow and Murdo McKenzie. Tune in to Philco Radio Time next week and hear Bing Crosby, John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, Judge Collins with the Mayors, and Bing's guests, Bob Burns and Kay Starr. And remember, keep your eye on your Philco dealer now for the greatest values in radio phonographs from Philco, the leader. This is Al Jolson at Kraft Music Hall. Who? Bing Crosby. No, no, Bing, I'm sorry. No, no, I just can't do it. No, Bing, not for any amount of money. Bing, I don't give singing lessons. This is the Kraft Music Hall, starring Al Jolson with Oscar LeVan, Lou Bring and his orchestra, and our guest, Miss Peggy Lee. So keep on a-looking for a bluebird, and a-listening for his song. Just a minute, Ken, that's my theme song. Whenever April Ken. showers Ken, please, that's my song, Ken. I'm working for a living. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Ken, wait a minute. You ought to know that April Shower's my theme song. Why did you sing it? Well, gee, I'm sorry, Al. But after all, I've heard you sing that song week after week, month after month, and I suddenly thought to myself, I can do that. And I did. Ken, I notice you never do anything like that with Bing Crosby. Well, somehow, Al, when I hear Bing Crosby, I never feel I can sing as well as him. <laughs> Ken, uh, I want to ask you something. Do you like to listen to Don Wilson? Oh, Don, very much, yes. You may hear him. <laughs> and now, folks, I'd like to sing Oh, You Great Big Beautiful Doll, a song from George Jessel's new musical, A 20th Century Fox. You know, it's a funny thing how men grow up to be something different than their parents expect. Take Jessel. He's a successful movie producer and a wonderful after-dinner speaker. But when he was a baby... His mother said she hoped Georgie would grow up to be a singer. His father said Georgie would be no good. Well, they both got their wish. Jessel grew up to be a no-good singer. <laughs> All right, Lou, let's give Jessel's picture a plug. Come on, boy. 
You beautiful doll, you great big beautiful doll. Let me put my arms about you. I could never live without you, oh. You beautiful doll, you great big beautiful doll. If you ever leave me, how my heart will ache. I wanna hug you, but I fear you'd break. No, 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 oh, oh, you beautiful doll. Beautiful doll, you great big beautiful doll. Let me put my arms about you. I could never live without you. Oh, you beautiful doll, you great big beautiful doll. If you ever leave me, oh, my heart will ache. I wanna hug you, but I fear you'd break. No, no, no. Oh, oh, you beautiful doll. You know, there's certain foods that almost every homemaker keeps in the refrigerator all the time. Butter, eggs, milk, cream, salad dressing, and so on. Well, another good food that really belongs on the ever-ready list is Kraft Pasteurized Process American. The golden cheese with a rich, medium-mellow flavor that most folks like best. The American cheese you can count on to melt perfectly every time. With a loafer package of mellow Kraft American, you can produce husky lunch and sandwiches or evening snacks at a moment's notice. You're all set to make glorious cheese sauce that'll stretch leftovers into a thrifty main dish. And Kraft American gives you the golden key to many a nutritious, money-saving casserole. Get your refrigerator stocked with this favorite and see what a joy it is to have Kraft American on hand. Get genuine Kraft American with a rich, mellow goodness most folks like best of all. Ken? You delivered that message from Kraft very nicely. Well, thank you, Al. But you know, I think it might be interesting if sometime I sang it. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth so I can eat Kraft cheese. That's good. <laughs> Al, that was very nice. You're singing better than ever today. Oscar, <laughs> that was Ken Coppender. He suddenly thinks he's a singer. Next thing you know, he'll want to take my place. Isn't that ridiculous, Oscar? Oscar, don't you agree with me? I never take size in a cold war. <laughs> I always end up a popsicle. <laughs> Maybe Ken could replace me. After all, I'm just a fad that caught on and refuses <laughs> to let go. Don't you believe it, Al. The entertainment world has always needed you. Whenever there was a change in show business, they called upon Al Jolson. You left minstrel shows to go to vaudeville, and you left vaudeville to go to Broadway. That's right, Oscar. And when talking pictures came in, I left Broadway to make the jazz singer. Then an inventor by the name of Mark Coney happened to hear Amos and Andy and decided to call it radio. And so, radio was born. And daytime serials were born. Quiz shows were born. And HV was Calton born. <laughs> and now we'll have television. And you'll probably be there. Not only will I be there... But I'm planning on having my own radio and television station. That's just like Jolson. Everybody but him gets an offer from another network. So he starts one of his own. <laughs> I may even take you with me, Oscar. I can just see our little station going on the air. Now get the picture. Station A-S-A. -A. That's Asa spelled backwards. <laughs> it's 
on the air. He's on the air, yes, sir, and presents in person North Dakota's Nightingale, Miss Peggy Lee. I want to go where you go. Do what you do. Love when you love, then I'll be happy. I want to sigh when you sigh. Cry when you cry. Smile when you smile, then I'll be happy. If you go north or south, if you go east or west, I'll follow you, sweetheart, and build our little love I want to go where you go, do what you do. Love when you love, then I'll be happy. If you go north or south, if you go east or west, I'll follow you, sweetheart, and build our little love nest. I want to go where you go, do what you do. Love when you love, then I'll be happy. I want to go where you go. Why don't you let me do what you do? Come on, get me. You make love, then I'll be happy. That was Miss Peggy Lee singing that I'll be happy on the new Al Jolson station, ASA. Miss Lee was brought to you through the courtesy of the Encino Pet Shop. <laughs> now here's a message from the sponsor. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> bird owners, bird owners, have you tried Mother Lasfogel's bird gravel? <laughs> the only bird gravel containing dynamite? Your canary will get a bang out of it. <laughs> Friends, Mother Lasfogel knows exactly what kind of bird gravel your canary wants. And why? Because Mother Lasfogel is a canary herself. <laughs> Peggy, I want to thank you for coming down to Station ASA. Oh, it's a pleasure, Al. Just think, now you've worked for both Bing Crosby and Al Jolson. Yeah, I've gone from the groaner to the grunter. Hmm. <laughs> this is an Oscar Levant with the corners rounded off. <laughs> Peggy... By the way, don't you have a program of your own? Yes, Al, I'm a cigarette girl for Chesterfield They satisfy I don't know about the cigarette But the girl does <laughs> Hey, Peggy, I, I have an idea Why don't you move your Chesterfield show over to my station? Hey, that's not bad I could move over to the Jolson station and get a capital loss <laughs> LAUGHTER We interrupt today's musical program for a dispatch from Cairo, Egypt but none of us understand Egyptian. So back to the program. <laughs> Peggy, Peggy, please excuse us. Oscar and I have a little musical offering. Folks, the following number is sent to you by the Fungus Perfume Company, makers of the six wonderful perfumes. Passion, smoldering passion, burning passion, super passion, and stop already. <laughs> Al, may I give a testimonial? Sure, go ahead, Oscar Men, I too use fungus perfumes Before I go dancing, I put a drop behind each ear The only trouble is, it's hard to get a girl to dance behind my ears 
Oscar, that kind of talk can only ruin my radio station. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Oscar Levan is approaching the piano. He slips out of his bathrobe, rubs his hand in the rosin, slips on his 11-inch gloves, and is now ready to fight Frederick Chopin. of Schmo, the amazing new product, bring you the family that all America loves, the Schneckenbergers, with Peggy Lee as Mother Schneckenberger and Al Jolson as Father Schneckenberger. But first, a word from our sponsor. Friends, have you tried Schmo, the only product for which there is absolutely no use? Our chemists are working night and day to find something that it's good for. So keep a jar handy, and as soon as they come up with something, we'll let you know... And now for the Schneckenburgers. As we join them today, this family that all America loves, we find Al and Peggy sitting in the parlor just before dinner. Oh, uh, Al, sweetheart. Yes, Peggy, darling. Dearest. You know I hate to worry you about the children, but 
I'm awfully concerned about little Gregory. Do you think he's too thin? Why, what makes you think he's too thin? Well, this morning he pulled the stopper out of the bathtub and slipped down the drain. <laughs> what? Well, wasn't that cute of him? Remind me to go down to the river and look for him Wednesday. <laughs> he, uh, he should be coming through by then. Oh, darling, you're so lazy. Lazy? I wonder if after dinner you'd wash the dishes, wash the kitchen floor, and wash the back porch. What about the maid? You leave her alone. Let her wash herself. <laughs> I'll do anything you wish, darling, but let's eat now. All right. I'll call our youngest son, dear little Oscar. Oscar, Oscar, dear. Coming, Mommy. Here I am. Isn't he sweet? Isn't he just too precious to live? I can see you, you've had the same thought I had. <laughs> well, uh, let's sit down to dinner. Oscar, darling, where have you been all this time? I just got home. The teacher kept me after school again. The nerve of that teacher. I'm going to speak to her. Please, Daddy. Don't break up a good thing. <laughs> Gee, I'm so hungry. Let's eat. Now, now, before anyone touches the food, I'm sure Daddy has something he wants to say. Speak, Daddy. Pass the meatball. <laughs> Al, Angel, don't you remember what day this is? No. Pass the meatball. Sweetheart, you must remember. This is my birthday. Happy birthday, and pass the meatball. <laughs> oh, dear. Oscar, don't be so careless with your food. You're soiling the tablecloth. What are you talking about? I'm eating neat. You call that neat? Hanging your lower lip under the plate and banking the peas in off the meatballs? <laughs> I couldn't... I couldn't make it off the carrots. It's a two-cushion shot. <laughs> Oscar, you've just got to learn to behave. Were you a good boy today? Oh, yes, Mommy. I spent all morning in our workshop making things. Look, Pop, look at what I made. It's a time bomb. <laughs> a time bomb? Mommy, he made a time bomb. Uh, Isn't that cute? What time is it set for, darling? 5.30. What a coincidence. It's just 5.29 and a half now. Is it? Then just listen. You're going to hear something pretty. Ladies and gentlemen, starting tomorrow, the makers of Schmo, for obvious reasons, will bring you an entirely new family. Station ASA brings you 75 hours of music with Jolly Jolie, the disc jockey. Ah, greetings, cats. <laughs> this is Jolly Jolie at the turntable. And we've got some wonderful surprise guests tonight. But first, I'm going to play an old record. Columbia, the gem of the ocean. Hello? Okay, sure. Goodbye. The president of the network asks if I'll make it NBC, the gem of the ocean. Ah, <laughs> uh, wait a minute, folks. You ain't heard nothing yet. Here's a record of Al Jolson singing Back in Your Own Backyard. How does that guy keep going anyhow? The bird with feathers of blue is waiting for you back in your own backyard 
You'll see our castle in Spain Through your window pane Bag in your own backyard Now you can go to the east Go to the west Someday you'll come Weary at heart Back where you started from You'll find your happiness lies Right under your eyes But in your own But Who just walked into the studio? Oscar LeVan. Hello, Jolly Jolly. Oscar, what are you doing in town? I'm here for National Fig Week. What's National Fig Week, Oscar? What do you think? It's a week where everybody is kind of fig. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar, this is a request program, so pick out a number you'd like to hear. Well, I'd like to hear the Tchaikovsky Concerto played by Oscar LeVan. <laughs> but if I know you, it's going to sound more like Peggy Lee and Al Jolson singing So Long, Mary. That's right. And it's going to be So Long, Mary. And we're singing it for George, John, Groucho, Jack, Harry, and the rest of the boys trapped in the card room of the Friars Club. <laughs> it's awfully nice of all you boys to see me off today. So long, Mary. I didn't think you'd care if I should either go or stay You're wrong, Mary Yes, I'm going to other lands to dwell Awfully nice of you to wish me well Hardly thought a soul in New Rochelle Would even come to stay So I think I'll stick around So long, Mary How we hate to see you go I think I like this time And we'll all be longing for you, Mary While you a lot of fun. What do you say if we do summertime? Good. And may it be here soon. <laughs> summertime And the living is easy Fish are jumping And the cotton is high Baby, don't you cry. 
you'll spread your wings and you'll take to the sky. But till that morning, there's a nothing can harm you. With Daddy and Mammy, Station ASA is signing off, and we turn you over now to the Kraft Music Hall on NBC. And I do mean NBC, where I'll be the rest of the season. I want to be exclusive. <laughs> now an important message from Kent Coppender. When it comes to dessert, there's one that's the top favorite with just about every man in these United States. It's the good old American specialty, fresh apple pie and cheese. And it's no chore these days for American women to produce this favorite, a flaky crusted pie as a cinch with pie crust mix. To show you how simple it is, food dealers have a combination special featuring pie crust mix and the Kraft cheese to go with that easy pie. So uh, when you shop tomorrow, visit your dealer's apple pie and cheese display and get plenty of Kraft cheese. If your folks like sharp cheddar flavor, get Kraft's famous Old English pasteurized processed cheese. If they prefer mild flavor, the cheese food Velveeta is for you. But if, like most folks, they love cheese that's rich and medium mellow, get Kraft Pasteurized Process American. Serve a great big wedge or slice of that gloriously good cheese with your fresh apple pie, and just look at the smiles around your table. You know, pie without cheese is like a salad without dressing. Always give the folks the whole treat, their favorite pie with plenty of their favorite Kraft variety. Folks, I guess that most people know that a good many of the songs I sing were written many years ago. Yes, many years ago. But I believe that a song about a girl, romance and love, can never grow old. And I think that this song I'm going to sing now, well... Makita, Makita, I still hear you calling me back to your arms once again. I still feel the spell of your last kiss upon me. Since then life has all been in vain All has been sadness without you Marquita, each day finds me lonely and blue My poor heart is broken I want you Marquita I need you Marquita I do 
poor a heart is broken I want you, Marquita I need you, Marquita Good night, everybody. Peggy Lee appears with the courtesy of the Chesterfield Supper Club. Tune in again next Thursday with the Kraft Music Hall, starring Al Jolson with Oscar Levant, Lou Bring, and his orchestra, and our guest, Joan Davis. Heavens, there's the chime. Already it's dinner time. I want my meal, and quick if you please. Okay, my master, we'll have macaroni and cheese. There's a smart girl. She knows about Kraft Dinner. You bet I do. Kraft Dinner gives me tender macaroni. With swell cheese flavor through and through. And, and it's, it's ready, ready in seven, seven minutes, minutes cooking, cooking time. time. Yes, just seven minutes cooking time, and Kraft Dinner gives you wonderful macaroni and cheese. A thrifty main dish that costs just a few cents a serving. Get some tomorrow. Ask for a box of Kraft Dinner. And be sure to listen to the Kraft Music Hall again next Thursday. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Ladies and gentlemen, the Railroad Hour. And here comes our star-studded show train. Tonight, the Association of American Railroads presents one of the best-loved musicals of all time, Victor Herbert's Sweethearts, starring Jane Powell, Walter O'Keefe, and your host, Gordon McRae. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and our music is arranged and conducted by Carmen Dragon. Yes, tonight another great musical success is brought to you by the American Railroads. The same railroads that also bring you most of the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the fuel you burn, and all the other things you use in your daily life. And now, here is Gordon McRae. Thank you and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Well, along with all the Valentines you may have received today, you can add one more for the Association of American Railroads. It's a great Broadway show with a great musical by Victor Herbert, and we call it Sweethearts. If you've ever been in love, we're sure you'll enjoy tonight's show. For musical comedies are like fairy tales that everybody wishes could come true. The prince is always handsomer than any movie star, and the princess is just as lovely as, well, even Jane Powell, if that's possible. Jane's with us tonight 
in the role of Sylvia. And we have one of the favorite comics of Broadway and radio, Mr. Walter O'Keefe. He plays me Callan, sweethearts. I'll be Franz. And Verna Felton is the owner of the Laundry of the White Geese. Just about the most romantic laundry that ever ripped a button off a shirt. shirt like this one. Oh, don't iron that shirt. Not yet. Well, why not, Sylvia? Well, uh, that shirt belongs to Franz. And if we get his laundry all ready for him, then he won't be in again for a whole week. Oh, oh I think our little Sylvia's got a crush on a certain officer named Franz. Well, I, I think he's very nice. Are you in love with him or his uniform? I'm in love with his uniform when he's in it. And when he's marching with his company, oh, oh. here they come now. White geese, is my laundry ready? Name, please. Oh, come on, Sylvia. You know my name by this time. I've been coming in to get my laundry three times a day, just so I can talk to you. Rule number two, don't flirt with the customers. What's rule number one? Don't let the customers flirt with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, friends. Your laundry isn't ready yet. Good. I'll wait. But it might not be ready until tomorrow. Well, that's even better. I'm used to waiting for things. And by the way, how long do you think I'll have to wait for you to fall in love with me? Well, it, well, it takes longer to fall in love than when it does to start your car. Oh, sweetie, you're wrong. You can fall in love as fast as you can scorch a shirt. Only this time, I'm the shirt. When love would have stood as my master When love would have led me a pace My heart never be any faster and I only laughed in his face girls fair as the rarest of flowers girls all very charming to see The fairest of ours, still you find me.
must meet his fate so far that No buts. I'll settle for a maybe. All right, maybe. Oh, I'm sorry, Mother. Get back to work. And don't let me catch you chit-chatting with the uniform. Yes, Mother. My dear madam, what do you have against the uniform? Nothing, except I married one. (laughs) A handsome, dashing chap who won your girlish heart, no doubt. Uh, Not so handsome. Here, I have his picture in this locket. Take a look if you can stand it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This is your husband? Was, thank goodness. What happened to him? He was a soldier of fortune With very little fortune And he ran off and left me with seven daughters, the bum Now go away, go away, I've got work to do Okay, if that's the way you feel about it <laughs> I beg your pardon, sir Can you direct me to the laundry of the white goose? Geese Geese Goose It all comes out in the wash I just want... Why, your highness Shh Nobody around here knows I'm the Crown Prince of Zelania. Mikel! Shh! Nobody around here knows I'm the Prime Minister of Zelania. I'm in disguise. As what? As the Prime Minister of Zelania. <laughs> what kind of a disguise is that? Look, I ask you, what Prime Minister would be dumb enough to disguise himself as a Prime Minister? It's foolproof. Mikel, what are you doing here in Belgium? I lost control of the government. But I heard you'd regain control. That was yesterday. <laughs> Oh, Mikel, all these revolutions, my poor native land. You've got no idea how poor it is. Don't forget I was also Secretary of the Treasury. (laughs) Your Highness, how would you like to be restored to the throne? Oh, Mikel, to see my native country again, the rolling hills, the rippling streams, the magnificent landscape. Prince, chum, tourists, we can kid, but you and I, we've been to Zelania. Let's face it, it's a gopher hole. <laughs> but, Your Highness, if you say the word, I can put you back on the throne of Zelania. Like that. Are you sure my people want me? We'll have an election, and I'll count the votes myself. 
Me, Cal? I won't have anything to do with your crooked plans. Look, Sam, you aren't the only heir to the throne of Zelania. <laughs> but the other royal house died out. I wouldn't be too sure, laddie. When the monarchy was overthrown by the first revolution, I slipped out of the country with a babe. Well, a little babe, a little babe. Only a few months old. And I left her right here beside this laundry 20 years ago. Now, if there's a pretty young girl in here in her early 20s... Oh, brother, have you got a surprise coming? What do you mean? Well, go out in the laundry. Find out for yourself. All right, I will. Is there a pretty girl in here in her early 20s? Oh, yes, yes, indeed. I never had astigmatism so good. <laughs> Feel like the janitor in the YWCA. Tell me. Do you all belong to one family? Why, why, yes. They call us little white geese. Well, quack, quack. <laughs> Look, is, uh, is one of you an adopted daughter? Yes, but Mother never told us which one was adopted. Well, I guess I'll have to hang around here until I find out. Girls. <laughs> Look, please keep your hands out of my hair. Oh, television will be better, you know. The torture I go through for Zelania. None of you girls are married, I hope. Oh, no, we can't get married because we wear wooden shoes. Naturally, wooden shoes. Can't get married. Can't get married, wooden shoes. There must be something my father didn't tell me. I guess you don't know the legend of Jeanette and her wooden shoes. Enlighten me, child. I'm listening all over. The lively Jeanette A sprightly coquette Had plenty of suitors Had only to choose And being a Dutch girl She wore wooden shoes When she stole out at night All the town knew the news When they heard the pit-patter Of her wooden shoes then the lads half asleep, oh, how jealous they get. And they'd say to themselves, who is out with Jeanette? Jeanette, Jeanette, who is out with Jeanette? Clippity-clop-clop, clippity-clop-clop, over the tiles. Her feet were fatigued, but she heard up a mile. With her pitter-pitter-powder, clip-clop-clop, gossip pursued. A secret betrayed by Jeanette All that kid needed was a pair of sneakers. Oh, and she really got into trouble when she eloped with the prince. Oh? It was in the middle of winter. Yes, yes. And the king sent out his guards to bring back the two lovers. Don't tell me. I can see it coming. <laughs> clip up, up, clip up, up, there in the snow. Her feet so petite showed them which way to go. Pitter-patter, patter, clip, clop, clop, they found a clue. And Jeanette lost her prince through the prince of her shoes. It's enough to make a girl spend the rest of her life barefooted. Iron, do you hear me? Iron. Father's coming. We'll have to get back to work. Well, hide me someplace. Where can I hide? Quick, jump in this hamper of dirty clothes. Don't forget I'm in here. And when you're sorting this, remember, I'm the one without the laundry marks. Quick, quick, 
get in here. Here comes Mama. Now, that's right, girls. Iron. Yes, yes Mama. Mama. Didn't I hear a man's voice in here? Oh, no, Mama. That clothes hamper looks a little bulgy. Is anybody hiding in that clothes hamper? Nobody in here except us bloomers. <laughs> well, that's good. Get to work, girls. Iron, iron. Girls. Girls, do you know who I think that man is in the clothes hamper? Who? Who, who do you think it is? Papa. Papa? Well, what makes you think so? Well, it must be Papa. Why else would he want to hide from Mama? And besides, besides, he looks just like the picture in Mama's locket. Hey, Sylvia. Are you back again, Franz? Your laundry isn't ready yet. Well, I'm looking for something you can't wrap up in a package and tie with a string. Well, what's that? As if I didn't know. It's something you can never find by looking for it. And all of a sudden, you glance around, and there it is. Right out of your own back window. You're right, Fred. If you ask when love is found, the sort of love that's born and true, I will bid you look around. It may be very near to you. Sometimes love is very trying, but you really must not mind it. If it comes not to your sighing, there is always one place you can find it. Seek the dwelling of two happy sweethearts. You Hearts make love ever young. Sweet hearts can live on love alone. Open the gates to paradise. Sunshine fell in the
In his inaugural address on January 20th, President Truman spoke of the value to the peoples of the world of what he described as America's imponderable resources in technical knowledge. Agreeing with what the president said and commenting upon it, the New York Times cited a tremendous upsurge of wartime production in America as an example of what has been accomplished by this know-how of our people. But, the Times went on to say, and I quote, it did not require war to demonstrate American supremacy in the field of applied technology and mechanical skill. A classic example is furnished by comparing the development of railroading in this country with that of other nations. Such a comparison reveals that American railroads excel in virtually every respect, ranging from wages paid to efficiency of operation and freedom from accidents. End of quotation. Continuing its comment, the Times emphasized what it called, and again I quote, the fundamental reason for our superiority in this sphere. For it is no accident of history or geography. It reflects the fact that where the railroads of most countries are state-owned and managed, ours are privately owned and operate in competition, not only among themselves, but with other forms of transportation. End of quotation. The efficiency of which the New York Times spoke reached a record high on American railroads in 1948. To mention just one example... In the year just closed, the average freight train turned out more transportation service per hour. That is, it hauled more tons of freight more miles than ever before. And that record is typical of the year's performance of what the Times rightly calls the most efficient railroads in the world. We're ready for the second act of Victor Herbert's Sweetheart, starring Jane Powell, Walter O'Keefe, and your Railroad Hour host, Gordon McRae. I didn't mind hiding in there, but you didn't have to leave the lid down all through the commercial. <laughs> you know, you know, we know who you are. You do? Well, quick, tell me. Welcome home, Papa. Papa? Now, there's no use trying to deny it. We all knew you are our father. I'm the father of seven girls? Yes. Cantor will never speak to me. <laughs> Well, gooselings, or I should say geeselings, why don't you, uh, why don't you all line up and each one give Papa a big hug and a squeeze to welcome him home? Ah, huh? <laughs> oh, kiss me, my little daffodil. Welcome home, Papa. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> now bust me, my little buttercup. Now you, my little daisy. Is there a dandelion in the house? Here. Hooray for dandelion. Hey. Hey, this is a fine way to run a laundry. When you figure out a better way, let me know. Ooh. How does a customer get some service around here? This kind of service we don't waste on the customer. Mm. Mikel, what's going on here? Girls, girls, go wash clothes. Papa has to explain to the gentleman. Oh, Papa? Sure, Papa. You see, I had to figure out a way to stick around here. I've got to find out which one of these daughters is an heir to the throne of Zelania. Well, which one do you think it is? The prettiest one, naturally. Well, how are you going to tell which one's the prettiest, Mikel? You know, powder and paint makes a girl what she ain't. Who's complaining? <laughs> it doesn't matter what is done by nature for a pretty one. She's never satisfied. 
Till she her hand has tried A touch of rouge applied with skill Will make her more like nature still Her cheeks a shell like pink Are all her own, we think And as this goddess goes her way She chuckles as she hears us say She's pretty as a picture Blooming as a rose Grace in every movement Charm in every pose Ha, ha, a clever little woman We all understand That nature cannot What you can do by hand. Why, Franz, don't you think we girls are as pretty as we look? Why, you're as pretty as a picture. But did you ever see a picture without any paint? Oh, I see. You're catching up to our secret. <laughs> oh, nature draws the picture true. A girl must add a line or two. Sylvia, is my laundry ready yet? Oh, don't be silly. Come back later. Well, you bet I will, Mikel. And by the way, Daddy, mm -hmm. while you're bouncing back and forth between the buttercups and the daisies, don't be too fatherly with this orchid. All right, wet wash, go hang yourself up to dry. <laughs> I'll remember, Mikel. No trick. Ah. Uh... Oh, you gotta be nicer to him, Papa. Why? You're not in love with him, are you? Well, I, I might be. You don't act very lovey-dovey. Oh, you must never do that. Mm -hmm. Remember, if you want to catch a husband, you've got to be very cold to him until he proposes. I'll remember that if I'm ever a girl. <laughs> uh, Papa, tell me, where have you been all these years? I have been in and out of Zelania. Zelania? What's that? It's a little country here in Europe. Don't uh, you know where it is? No. How do you find it? Well, it's right there on the map as big as life. Well, not quite as big as life. It's more the size of Newsweek. Oh. <laughs> well, it must be, an, must be a very, very small place. It is so small, dear. Look, I'll tell you. Whenever the prince went out back of the palace to wash his hands, he had to clear customs. 
Bobby, you're so clever. When you come right down to it, you know I am. My wit is so keen and so clever my ways that I am much sought as a guest. The things that I say keep me laughing for days. Ha! <laughs> for instance, here's one of my best. This one is going to assassinate you. <laughs> I went to the circus one day with a crowd, and I sat me outside in the fence. When asked why I did so, I said right out loud, because the heat in the tents is intense. Exceedingly amusing. I thought so. Oh, I don't know how I do it, but I do. I don't know how I've said it when it's said. As a melancholia killer, I'm a genuine Joe Miller. I really knock him dead. I don't know how I say the things I say. I don't know how I've said them when they're said. I only am aware that all the people stare and ardently declare, what ahead? What ahead? What ahead? I'm a panic. You're a panic, all right What's the idea of turning up after all these years? Sylvia, is this big laundry bag, Mama? Well, don't you recognize Of her? course, Mama I'm home, kiss me I'd rather have a nerve killed <laughs> Mama, you're not a widow any longer. No, I knew it was too good to last. Well, if you expect me to support you, you've got to do some work. Lift that laundry bag, tote that bale of dirty clothes. Yes, Snookum. And iron. Everybody iron! <laughs> Hello. Guess what I want. Your laundry isn't ready yet. As a matter of fact, it is. Oh, heck. Here it is, Fran. Thanks, Sylvia. Hey, just a minute. I brought in four handkerchiefs and a shirt, and now there are five handkerchiefs. Look again. One of those handkerchiefs has a sleeve. <laughs> now, get out of here. We've got work to do, Your Highness. Your Highness? I mean... He means... A... What do you mean? Franz, I thought you were just an ordinary soldier. Why would he call you Your Highness? Well, Sylvia, you may as well know the truth. I'm really the crown prince of Zelania. Oh, oh Franz. Oh, I mean Your Highness. Well, Sylvia, you may as well know the truth. I'm really the crown prince of Zelania. Oh, oh Franz. Oh, I mean, Your Highness. Well, what's the matter, Sylvia? What difference does it make? Well, a plain girl in a laundry, she can't marry a prince. Marry? Would, would you marry me? Would you, really? I can never marry you now. <laughs> Sylvia, come back. Sylvia! I should do. Now, 
Sylvia. Oh, please. Please, Your Highness, go away. When you love somebody, what does it matter who you are? Oh, Sylvia, listen to me. For every lover must meet his fate. to measure the efficiency of our railroads is to do what the New York Times did in the editorial we were talking about a few minutes ago. That is, to compare their operations with those of the railroads of other countries. But there is another and a tougher standard by which to measure them. And that is to compare the post-war operations of American railroads with their own records in the peak pre-war year of 1939. In the year 1948, the average freight car carried the highest load of any peacetime year. Each day, this average freight car produced transportation service equivalent to moving more than 1,020 tons of freight one mile, as against less than 600 ton miles in 1939. And here's a striking fact about fuel efficiency. Last year, freight locomotives moved a ton of freight one mile on only two ounces of coal, or a tablespoonful of oil when burned in a steam engine, or on a teaspoonful of oil when used in a diesel locomotive. Now, that's a lot of figures about railroad performance, and there are many more in the records. But they all add up to just this, that the American railroads are turning out transportation service for the people of this country not only more efficiently than any other transportation system in the world, but also more efficiently than their own previous records. <laughs> Our show train will return in just a moment after a brief pause for station identification. Now for Act Three of Victor Herbert's Sweetheart, starring Jane Powell, Walter O'Keefe, and your host, Gordon McRae. Yes, Snookums, a fine business. The leading politician of Zelania pressing ruffles in a petticoat. Iron! Yes, Mama, Papa is ironing. <laughs> why? Come to think of it, why is Papa ironing? I'm not even Papa. I'm crazy. Iron! Iron your own petticoats. I'm getting sick and tired of this laundry. All right, then get out. All right, I will, on one condition. Anything. Tell me, Mama, which one of our daughters is adopted? You're their father. You ought to know. 
know she's got a point there? <laughs> you have a point there, Duchess, but I confess I am not your husband. Thank heaven. Well, then, who are you? I'm the guy who left that little baby in your tulip garden 20 years ago. And now I want her back again. She's the heir to the throne of Zelania. My little Sylvia, a princess. Well, this ought to make our gal Sylvia pretty happy. She won't have to ask the question. Can a young girl from a laundry in Belgium find happiness married to Zelania's most famous crown prince? <laughs> oh, what a surprise this is. Sylvia, Franz, come in. Yeah, come on in, kids. We got some good news for you. Oh, what kind of good news? What is it, Papa? Don't call this old windbag, Papa. He isn't your father. He isn't? No, Sylvia, you were adopted. Why? Oh, then Sylvia must be the other heir to the throne of Zelania. Yep. Ain't it convenient how these things work out here? <laughs> what? Then you won't have to worry about marrying a prince, because you're a princess. Oh, I, I just can't believe it. Hey, kids, your highness. When the two of you get restored to the throne of Zelania, I, uh... <clears throat> I happen to know of an unemployed prime minister who is between engagements. Has wardrobe, will travel, doubles and brass. Oh, no. Not a chance, Mikel. You'll never get a job in my government. No, no, no. Our government, darling. Oh, yes. Of course, my sweet. <laughs> you know, I really think we ought to be able to find some kind of a position for a man who used to be my father. Well, all right. We'll make him third assistant secretary of agriculture in charge of corn. <laughs> Now, that's gratitude for you. Franz? Yes, my princess? Sometimes, sometimes I'm an awfully moody person. Do you think you can love me, whatever mood I'm in? Oh, of course, darling. Or I'll make love to you to suit your mood. The game of love has so many plays. Whenever you are pursuing, you must adapt your ways to the mood of the girl you are wooing. For instance? If I play a coquette? Then this is what you'll get. You little flirt, you're too good to be true. Trifle with me if you dare. Give me one kiss or I'll take it from you. What's that? You dare me? Well, there. But when she strikes the romantic mood, Mid sentimental environs, she must be gently wooed with the sonnets you've copied from Byron's. A moonlight night, a wandering breeze, and some such words as these. Come, lovely maid, to some heavenly glade. the Skies. There we will live on the love that is laid Deep in the depths of your eyes But suppose I find you a martial maid Whose tears are ever so merry Following each parade with your heart on the gay military then I would don a uniform gay and court you in this way. As I go marching, my heart fills with joy. When my own sweetheart I see, 
Come and surrender to your soldier boy And march away here with me As I go marching, my heart fills with joy Do we have to wait till we're king and queen to get married? No. Let's get married tomorrow. Tonight? Right now. Oh, I love you, my darling. Oh, my sweetheart. Oh, how do you like that for the ending of a fairy tale? Hans Christian Andersen, the Grimm Brothers, even St. Valentine. I'll give them cards and spades if they can top this one. Sweethearts make love ever young. Sweethearts can live on love Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. This is Gordon McRae saying thank you to Jane Powell, Walter O'Keefe, and Verna Felton for joining me in Sweethearts. With book by Harry B. Smith, lyrics by Robert B. Smith, and music by Victor Herbert. And adapted for radio by Lawrence and Lee. Say, Walter, we, we never did get to visit Delania, did we? <laughs> Gordon, did you ever try to get a round trip ticket to a mythical kingdom? Well, it, it's tough, you know. What's next week, Gordon? A great old favorite, Janie, Lady Be Good, starring Groucho Marx, complete with mustache and eyeglasses. And the week following, the first air performance of the Song of Norway with Marita Koshetz and members of the cast of the original operetta. We'll be listening, Gordon. Oh, at our house, we always listen to the railroad hour. Just like having a big Broadway show in your own living room. All aboard! Well, it looks as though we're ready to pull out. And so until next week... Goodbye. Sweethearts has been presented by special arrangement with the Tams Whitmark Music Library. Jane Powell appeared by arrangement with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of the Technicolor picture, The Sun Comes Up, starring Jeanette McDonald, Lloyd Nolan, Claude Jarman Jr., and Lassie. Gordon McRae appeared on this program by arrangement with Warner Brothers. This is Marvin Miller speaking. The Railroad Hour is brought to you each week at this time by 132 railroads of the United States. Each one competes keenly with others for business, but all of them work together through the Association of American Railroads, for the improvement of all railroading and for better service to you.
This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.